Welcome to the Words in Mind pandemic podcast, keeping you company while we are all stuck indoors. Welcome to the Words in Mind pandemic podcast. And this podcast is themed around the month of May. We're just into May here, and May is a month that often inspires writers to write. It seems to be a very exciting, fertile time of the year where people tend to think about love and beauty and and mortality and all those big themes that you find in poetry and literature. It's a lovely time for people who are writing about the natural world, about gardens, about wildlife... And it's also a time of year that inspires writers to write about far-flung places and their travels. I wanted to begin this podcast by acknowledging that one of the things we often hear about coping with life in lockdown is that it's important to get outside and spend time in nature and that nature is a kind of ecotherapy and that studies have shown that being outside is good for our physical and our mental health. And I'm absolutely a supporter of that. However, When I was outside today, enjoying the good weather, I was thinking about what my life was like 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I lived in Bradford. And when I say I lived in Bradford, I was homeless. And luckily, a support worker had got me on the list for a council flat. And one day, I got a call from the housing office. And I went to view a one-bedroom flat in one of the tower blocks in the centre of Bradford on Manchester Road. It was 10 storeys high, 12 stories high, my flat was on the 10th floor and it was quite a noisy chaotic place. I suppose my life was quite chaotic at that point so I fit right in but I wasn't used to living somewhere that was so noisy and dirty and echoey and lively. I remember that there was a stairwell, it was a big concrete stairwell and there were lifts with big metal doors Sometimes those lifts work. Sometimes they didn't. Sometimes you got stuck. I got stuck on the 20th of December 2012, which was the day everyone said that the um, ancient Mayan calendar would predict the end of the world. And I remember going down to collect pizza and being stuck and thinking, this is how the world will end. I'll be stuck in a lift, waiting for a pizza. It was a very different way of living from the way that I live now. I live in Kirklees and I live very close to a farmer's field and any time I want I can go out on a little patch of grass that's my back garden. But back then I didn't have any outdoor space. My connection with nature was very much what I could see out of my window and from that high up I was looking down on things, the tops of trees, the way that snow falls in the winter time, the fireworks people would let off at New Year. I lived right next to an arterial road, Manchester Road, which is the road that the um, ambulances and police cars and fire engines take whenever there's an emergency. And so there'd be sirens throughout the night. It was not a very tranquil or restful place. Although I definitely think that getting that flat saved my life. It allowed me to get myself together. And it was my first experience of living on my own. That being said, if I'd been quarantined alone in that flat, I think my mental health would have really struggled. So when I was recording a podcast about the month of May and the beauty of nature and how we should all be outside with our bare feet on the grass, drinking in the glories of this month, I was reminded that not everybody has that privilege. In fact, many people don't have that privilege. 
So I decided to go outside myself with my dog and I recorded a few short little bits of poetry and sayings about the month of May. And I recorded a little bit of bird song, a little bit of breeze, the sort of sound that I really would have liked to hear and to be able to enjoy when I was living in a tower block and when I was trapped indoors. I had a friend who had some surgery on her kidneys a few years ago and she spent months and months in a hospital bed and I remember she just felt so stir-crazy that she couldn't go outside. And I recorded some bird song from her back garden and sent it to her. And she said she just put her headphones on, tuned in, and just escaped for a bit. And when we talk about bibliotherapy and reading, it's really what we're talking about. A moment of escapism that just gives us a break from whatever it is we're bearing right now. So welcome to this episode about the month of May. And wherever you are, and however far away you are from the natural world, let me bring a little taste of it to your earphones. The month of May is often associated with changeability, particularly in terms of the weather changing quite a bit. This next reading will be from Robert Frost's poem, Two Tramps in Mud Time. I'm only going to read one stanza, and that's the stanza about May. The sun was warm, but the wind was chill. You know how it is with an April day, when the sun is out and the wind is still. And you're one month on in the month of May. But if you so much as dare to speak, a cloud comes over the sunlit arch and the wind comes off a frozen peak and you're two months back in the middle of March. The month of May is often thought of as a romantic month. You hear the phrase May to December romance to indicate an age gap between two partners. The idea that the weather changes a lot in May and that that might reflect the unfaithful changeability of a lover often appears in literature and poems about the month of May. And I'm going to read you Sarah Teasdale's poem entitled May. Sarah Teasdale has this wonderful use of language. She writes some really gorgeous poems that I like to bring to sessions. I suppose she's one of my favourites, really. But this particular poem... I think is short and sweet, but it really conveys that feeling of having early hope and confidence in a lover, and then perhaps being betrayed and broken-hearted, just as the weather starts to get good and everybody else seems to be enjoying themselves. May by Sarah Teasdale. The wind is tossing the lilacs, 
the new leaves laugh on in the sun, and the petals fall on the orchard wall, but for me, the spring is done. Beneath the apple blossoms, I go in a wintry way, for the love that smiled in April is false to me in May. When May comes around, I often turn to the Chinese Tang Dynasty poets to bring to sessions. Often people think of um, Chinese or Tang Dynasty poetry as hard to get into or highbrow. But actually, the Tang Dynasty poets were a group of men who were employed in the royal court, who wrote about a lot of the things that we are still writing about and reading about. They wrote about caring for elderly parents. They wrote about getting drunk in the evening, not wanting to get up in the morning. They wrote about love relationships that have gone wrong. They wrote about the desire to just be hedonistic and chuck it all in and go to the beach or the forest, having a cup of sake and just enjoying life as it is and how short life is. And the other great thing about the Tang Dynasty poets are they write quite a lot about being in a rubbish mood. Um, And I think they're fantastic if you're looking for something that is comforting and easy to get into. The poem that I'm going to read is from a Tang Dynasty poet called Wang Wei. Wang Wei's style was once summed up as his poetry containing a painting inside it. If you can imagine reading a poem and a beautiful nature painting being within it, there for you. That's Wang Wei's poetry. Two poems from Wang Wei. On parting with spring. Oh, day after day, we can't help growing older. Year after year, spring can't help seeming younger. Come, let's enjoy our wine cup today. Nor pity the flowers fallen. In Retreat Among Bamboo by Wang Wei. Leaning alone in the close bamboo, I am playing my lute and humming a song. Too softly for anyone to hear, except my comrade, the bright moon. And now we're travelling back from the Tang Dynasty in China, away from the moon and the bamboo, and back to Hull, to finish with a poem from Philip Larkin. Philip Larkin's one of my favourite poets because he's caustic. He can be bitter. He's not afraid to tell it like it is. But he's also very funny. And he's got a way of writing about nature and about spirituality that is quite real. And it doesn't try and make anything pretty. I read this poem while I was sat underneath the horse chestnut tree outside in the car park where I live. There's a little bit of breeze going in and out of this poem. I haven't edited it out because, like Philip Larkin, I want it to be real. This horse chestnut tree brings me quite a bit of joy because in the summertime it's loaded with these beautiful pink columns of of blossom. Um, Horse chestnut trees come from Turkey and the Latin name for horse chestnut trees refers to these beautiful like um, almost candelabra style blossom cones of pink blossom that come up 
In the autumn time, this tree is absolutely loaded with conkers and one of my favourite autumn pastimes while I'm washing up is to look out of the kitchen window and see the mums and dads bringing their children to hunt for conkers. Last year, there were so many that um, they just covered the ground and kids would come with like litter pickers and sticks and try and bash them out of the branches. So of all the trees outside that I can go and sit under, the horse chestnut is my favourite. This poem by um, Philip Larkin is about the month of May. It's about trees, but it's also about beginning again and about acknowledging death and the fact that we grieve and you can't skip over grieving necessarily, but that life also does begin again. So I think it's a great poem to end on. I hope that May is treating you kindly and that you're looking after yourself. And please feel free to leave us a message on our Facebook page about how you're doing and to stay in touch. This is Philip Larkin with Trees. The trees are coming into leaf, like something almost being said. The recent bulbs relax and spread. Their greenness is a kind of grief. Is it that they are born again and we grow old? No, they die too. Their yearly trick of looking new is written down in rings of grain. Yet still the unresting castles thresh in full-grown thickness every May. Last year is dead, they seem to say. Begin afresh, afresh, afresh. Thank you for tuning in for Words in Mind Kirkley's pandemic podcast update. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can check out our Facebook page and we are at Kirkley's Words in Mind Bibliotherapy. Thanks a lot.